Welcome back to the Super Tuesday Recap Mailbag. It's your host, Chris and Deepom here. Um, man, it's weird because it's, it's like almost December. And we, this is the only Super Tuesday Recap we're doing. Like, we're just doing mailbags at this point because there's, there's no fall shows. <laughs> this is super strange. And like, right. part of me is like, we should do more. But part of me is also like, Zack Snyder listens. I'm tired of hearing from him. So, right. <laughs> um, yeah. It, yeah, it's been, maybe, it's, we'll, maybe we'll pick up some more characters. Like, we should do something more. Like, <laughs> it has been a weird fall. I, I, but the thing that I was like, I'm also enjoying the fact that we have a break. So it's like it's also super nice to have a break. <laughs> right. So it's like it's been super nice not to have to record every week and 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 do something like I can actually like relax and chill. So like it's it's a catch twenty two. It's, it's it's I see both sides. I see both sides. Like part of me is like you. It's like oh, we need to do more. Other part of me is like. But do we? <laughs> so. no, no, there's definitely the part of me that's like, mm, we're doing it now. Right. But it's like, if they're not going to work, why would I work? But it's also a part of me is like, well, we, there's stuff that we could do. Right. Like, there's, there's, there, there, there's opportunity. Yeah, there's opportunity, but then there's sleep. <laughs> wow. You know, it's, hey, listen. I man. love it. I know. I'm, not, know. I'm not complaining. Right. I just, I just, I do appreciate the stats. Right. You know, we just we're here. Um, but anyway, we are back. Time for another mailbag. Um unfortunately we do have a lot to talk about. That's gonna be on the same subject we'll be talking about for a while. Oh, that's can, I, can I just say something before this? Yes. I need you, and I know you're bored. I need you <laughs> to stop. And we'll talk about what I'm talking about later. That's fine, but this is this is this is before the show, which happened to recording. I need you to stop. Like I, it was a fr- I haven't I done it in a while. I don't. I'm I'm not bored like that. <laughs> At the very least, leave me the fuck out of it. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I didn't expect I didn't expect these people to spend three days because yes, I, yes, I, well, yes, I didn't I didn't really I didn't expect them to spend three days after the fact during during a holiday. I really didn't expect them to be that far. But that for you, it's boredom and entertainment. For them, it's boredom and everything that they love. Yeah, true. It is I, crushing dreams. You have you have you've attacked this thing that is so that's in Chris in their profiles. This is their entire persona online is. I'm very online about Zack Snyder's shitty movies. And you were like, let me poke those people in the eye. And all for, I'm all for poking idiots in the eye. I don't want that to become the lesson here. I just don't need to hear on a holiday weekend. <laughs> no, I agree. I, like, I, wasn't, I really wasn't expecting them to be that. I, I really wasn't. Because like, it literally and, and came... In your defense, he started it. Right. It's like, it was not he. I was just like, it just... <sighs> I just... I just made one comment, and I thought that it was fine. And then... I wake up on Thanksgiving Day and I get a bunch of Zack Snyder folks, and I realize. And so what you could do there is block in advance. I could, I could, I could. I, and you're right. I'm not innocent in this. I'm not saying that I am. Okay. Innocent in this. <laughs> I'm not blaming you, but I'm also kind of blaming. Right, right. I, I, I want to make it very clear. Also, this I am not. My hands are not clean here. All right, and I understand. <laughs> I understand that. There's an escalation that happens. Okay. As long as, as, long as I, I can agree that they started it, I can agree that this is their fault, but I can also agree that you did not help. There's, there's, a, there's a level of, there's, there's the excessive force that comes after the initial attack, right? I'll testify against you, man. Right, right, right. right. Oh, man. But, you know, it, yes, it is. Yes, Your Honor, he did not have to hit him again. We're, we're going to talk about this later. Um, obviously, yes, we sir. have more sex on our stuff to talk about, unfortunately. It is like a religion, though, and I'll talk more about that later because that's the problem with religion in some cases that 
I don't have a problem with people believing in things. I don't have a problem with people who actually like Zack Snyder's movie. I really don't. I have a problem when, and it's the same thing with religion, when your beliefs then have you, when it turns into a cult and you start ignoring the basic facts and reality and, and, and informed your own reality based on this cult of personality, that's where it becomes a problem. Because then we can no longer have basic conversations about the basics. We can't talk about the basics of how you make a film and make a film good. I like bad films all the fucking time. No, I'm never going to tell somebody don't like a bad film. I spent for all the per, here is a confession right now. When I'm talking about how you know, well, no, I like my sleep and I like not not recording you know the Super Tuesday recaps right now and getting that relaxing time. It's not to say that I am also. Like, just so I'm sleeping the entire time. No, I'm actually in watching things. I'm watching a bunch of really bad horror films on Amazon Prime. And I love them. I, I love them. Like, it's, they are so bad, but so good. Speaking, like, of, speaking of watching bad things, I recently just binged Dragon Ball Super. Not great. Right, right. It's just, guess what? I enjoyed it. Right. I, I enjoy finding these really bad found footage films and then falling asleep to them because they are so bad and me going, wait, what wait, the wait, fuck? Wait, wait, wait. This is not, okay, you've gone from I'm watching bad horror movies to like, I've got a kink I probably shouldn't have revealed. Like, why are you watching found footage films? Because <laughs> they're so bad. Well, no, because well, every now and well, no, 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 well, well, here's that. the thing. Like, here's you've the thing. chosen a genre where the defining first right. is it's going to be bad. Well, no, well, here's yeah. the thing. Every All now and then. can't be horror so, movies. So, again, again, I, again, I, I, this, is me, this is me trying to find the common ground with the people that like these Zack Snyder films. Every now and then, you find a diamond in a rough, and you go, huh, you know what? That actually wasn't that bad. You know, like, every you now found, and then. You just called their king found footage horror movies. <laughs> This is not the olive branch you think it is. <laughs> this sounded a lot better in your head. Like, I'm going to relate to him. I, too, like shitty things. It's like, no, is it? I mean, this I mean, is after the I'm crux just, of their argument. I'm just, right. I'm just, but see, the difference is, I will, I will never share these things. I will never go and call up Deepom and be like, hey, listen, this film I just watched, you need to pick up. This is the greatest film in the world. I, you all will never hear the names of some of these films. Because I don't want to admit in public that I've actually watched this and sat for an hour and a half watching this film. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lie to you all and tell you these are the greatest films ever made. That's the difference, right? And I think we'll get in more details later on. We do have some emails um, to, to get into. But that's the difference here. It's the... It, and I hate drawing this comparison because it's, it's the, the comparison I'm going is way more serious. But it's the same thing that happens with, with the Trump people and the election. It's like... You you have convinced yourself to the point that you can't even agree on basic facts. You can't well, agree on basic I'm facts. Talking about I need to, right, I need right. To no, no, no. But I'm but it's just like you you when you can't agree on the basics of the basic tenets of, of filmmaking and what we all kind of agree right. on, then there's no basis. And so then you come from there and, and that's where the problem is. And we'll get more into this later on. But I, I do want to get into some of these emails we got. Uh, some do mention the Snyder Cut, and we'll go in more later on those, but but there's usually more to these emails than that. So let's just jump into this. So Monty writes, I really thought that you can get one meal back without a Snyder Cut news, but like a Republic, like a Republic serial villain, he just keeps popping up in black and white to troll y'all. 
That's not a funny. Okay, Amani, I want to just give you props for that because <laughs> you made a Snyder Cut joke and then you worked in a, a, a Watchmen joke, yes. and it's a really impressive, it's an impressive sentence. I just wanted to stop the podcast and make sure because I read that. I was like, oh, this is I'm, I'm mentioning. I, he took the time to craft it. I'll take the time to acknowledge. Yeah, it I, mean, I mean, come on, this is this is great. Uh, the dedication of the grift is almost admirable, uh, but it's the holidays. We're here for the good stuff. Nigga, the Miles game is perfection. Point blank, period. Mama, we made it. Um, Chris, I want to tell me. Yeah, I started. So I, I'm gonna. Um, I'm, so uh, we're gonna definitely do a, a premium. Uh, so I, I gotta talk to you. I know you've already put one up on UD Pod, but me and you. Gotta, <laughs> I, I know you did one. Well, well I, and, and I started. I started playing it, and what I what I really like about this game, and it's you got to give, you got to give them credit. The makers of this game, I think, it's Insomniac Games, the credit for this that they. You're you now have and it's something we've talked about before when we did the miles uh, the, the miles game I mean the the miles are refresh right and just in general what what Marvel's done with, with Peter and Miles you now have two Spider-Man in games as you deal with Peter got, got gave you the larger world and all the he was already Spider-Man for a while you got the the big villains the big name villains but then the Miles game is so much more personal the Miles game is literally the, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man you were literally doing things in the neighborhood the and it's still fun. It's still great. It's still Spider-Man. It's 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 that ability to be able to 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 do have the same quote unquote title character, but still feel different and fresh and new. And oh, it's great. I, I fucking I, I only reason why I haven't finished it yet is I'm trying to slow roll it. Like it's been too much fun. And I'm like oh, I'm getting close. You can play it multiple times, like I have. Oh no, no, I will, and I will. Um, and I, and I'll and, and I'll say this. I enjoy. I'm really glad that I went back and replayed. The first, uh, uh, yeah. the, the first game right before I did it, because again, it's the the seeing the difference here. Like Peter is, you know, working with the cops. He's doing all this, stuff. and then and then Miles, it's completely different. It it just completely different. Just, uh, and 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 there's so many levels of that, and we'll get into it when we when we talk about this. But yeah, no, it's 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 great. I, I fucking love it, and I also love how it carries that theme of. You know, you know, Spider-Man always having these really personal villains and these personal stories and how things just you it's just the struggle being Spider-Man like, man, it's just they've nailed with both of those games of the, just the weight of being Spider-Man. And you're just like, man, I got to stop playing because this is just heavy for me right now, man. I, I got to <laughs> feel for these characters. So, but, oh, man, yeah. I'm really I'm really glad you're into it because this is one of the ones where the second I was like, oh, yeah, Chris, I love this shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's great. I, I fucking love it. Um, So, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to be doing a premium episode talking about this when I finish it. It'll come out in December because, like I said, I'm, I know I'm almost close to being done. I've just been, I've literally just been like, oh, well, I could go and finish the game. But, oh, wait, crime. Let me go do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and that's the thing. Like, when I redid the game, the first time I redid the game, um. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing these side missions. Oh, I've done all of the friendly neighborhood uh, spider app. But the thing is, you'll do when you do your replay, you'll do them again because they feel so integrated into the story. Yeah. Whereas with Peter, like, ask me if I did the science, the science um, oh, no. lab more than once. Well, again, it goes back to the. I'm not trying. I'm not going to transition to Miles. But but I love the fact that we started it this way because again, I want to get the good out in this episode too. But like, like you said. This is really the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like the the other game is still great, right? But it is it, a it's a feels like a larger it's wide, world. It's widescreen Spider-Man, right? That wide is, that is authority, Brian Hitch, right. big scale Spider-Man. This right. is fucking you're, you're you're literally 
building Miles up as the neighborhood Spider-Man, right? And you're just hearing people go, yeah, you're my spider Like, that kind of, I'm telling you, man, this, yeah, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Um, and how long before Susan Stage is a takeover and touch your own Star Wars podcast? The Mandalorian dipped their toes in the water last year, but we're jumping all the way in this season. I couldn't be happier. And we're only halfway in, so you can see it uh, see about to go all the way left. Every time I hear folks talk about how Disney ruined the franchise while well, they ignore the rest of the universe, I just react like Palpatine and realize they, they, uh, they need a lesson. Okay. Um, so I have a confession to make on the podcast. Yes. I've been promising this podcast with Susan for a while. It's partly because I was just trying to tease her with it. Because she really wants to do this, <laughs> but partly because I suspected what happened on Friday was going to happen. Yes, and I didn't want to waste that podcast <laughs> without her. So we we're recording it today. She, there have been two times in our eight years of relationship, three years of marriage, that I have watched my wife tear up at a comic book or genre type thing. The first was Wonder Woman. I get it. The second was those white lightsabers firing up on an empty field mm-hmm. and then making a Tano a goddamn horror movie villain. <laughs> she cheered. She cheered, Chris. This is a woman who had not seen the Star Wars movies when we started dating. She loves Ahsoka Tano so much that it's a little bit weird. <laughs> and to watch it come to live action, was like so susan and i watched clone wars and rebels this summer over our summer indeterminate amount of time during quarantine and sometime during that i changed my at name on twitter to d palm was radicalized by dave fioni at some point someone gave dave the cartoons and was like hey man go make the cartoons and he's like but well, i can do anything i want right like anything you want you sure and they did Clone Wars, which was one thing. It was very big, very epic, very sweeping. And then he did Rebels, which is a, basically four seasons of following a violent insurgency against an empire. They're terrorists. And my big joke for the summer was, well, during all the protests and whatnot, man, if these kids had watched Rebels, these protests would be a lot different. And now he's taking this, like, subversive, like, and again, listen to the UD pod episode. It's going to have me talking all kind of nerdy Star Wars things. I apologize for sports fans. But he's now taking like the subversive take on Star Wars. It's like layered, densely done thing and put it in live action. And he's done it seamlessly. And they said the T, they said Thrawn. Like for people who say, oh, Disney ruined Star Wars. What Disney did was they took the things that were worth saving from your legends, like maybe two of the novels, Thrawn Trilogy, the third one, what it is, what it is. They got rid of Luke, which if you like that, if that's stuff that you're like, yeah, we could keep that, stop it, one. <laughs> two, a lot of the things you loved are being rolled into the new series anyway. You like the Palpatine clone? Did you see Snoke? You like unaffiliated Jedi? Let's keep watching next week because I have a pretty good idea who's going to show up just based on what they did this last week. And it's not someone who's ever been established in Disney canon, but it's someone from the extended universe who, if you're a nerd, you will know. Because the planet they, she sends them to is, a stat, is, is from the extended universe. Like, but that was... Because people were saying, oh, sorry. they ruined Star Wars. No, no, no. 
they made it all make sense, man. They that, made it all that, good. Was, that was the thing that always made me upset when people like got mad when they when Disney said they were gonna quote unquote throw out and not use the canon of the the canon universe. It's it's something that they didn't that people again it kind of ties into. I don't want to cut much to it into it right now, but cut into what we're gonna talk about later is that people don't seem to understand that in order to establish a live action timeline especially with something that has this deep history you have to you have to pick a starting line you have to pick out how where do you start from and the extended universe stuff was a mess like what do you keep what don't you keep you need to establish a through point so their line wasn't that oh we're gonna throw it all it says it's not canon it doesn't mean that we can't use any of that stuff it just means that if you're looking for tying it directly into what we're doing right now you can't go by that doesn't mean we can't take some of the items from there and they clearly have done that right Clearly, we've done that. It's a tune, and and then we're gonna fill in the gaps with the movies, with and make it all matter. The movies, the ca- the cartoons, the comic books. Like we're gonna make all this stuff the new canon, if you will, so that we can all have a. So when somebody else comes in, and this is, and this is an important piece, right? So when somebody else comes in and wants to tell a story, they know where the the, the parameters are to tell that story, and you don't have to feel like you're. You know, it's one of the the biggest problems we have with DC sometimes is. Because DC doesn't establish those lines somewhere. When somebody starts coloring outside the lines, you're like, well, is it canon? Is it not? You know, is Frank Miller's like Dark Knight Return stuff? Is it, it does it matter? Does it not matter? Where is it? Where's the line? And when you don't establish that stuff, you get disjointed timelines and disjointed stories. So that's all this is. And, you know, it's, it's funny to me seeing. You know, clearly Disney had a long game, and they're playing that long game right now. And you know, uh, yeah, it's 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 good to see it all come together and seeing people go, "Oh wow, I, I see what they're doing here." Right? So, yeah, it's it's to take the idea of Thrawn when Thrawn was in the books, and to put him in Rebels where he makes a lot of sense, and then use him as a signifier, his name as a signifier that. Yeah, all that shit's about, about to be mattering in like a lot. Bravo. Just Dave Fioni, guys. Just try to believe in Dave. George Lucas did and does. And it's working out pretty well for all of us. All right. Um, Nemo, um, but I'm grateful for, uh, for you all this year. I still remember the day part two of the Ultimate Spider-Man. I carried a corner drop. We got a hit by a snowstorm and had to leave the ride at the station and walk five miles uphill through the blizzard. But I had two hours of y'all gushing over business with me and it brought me back right back to the pages. That's one of the episodes I got back and revisited and the fun y'all have just getting in and reliving these runs really translates every time. Thanks for a great content across the network even when the year has been kicking your asses. I really appreciate it. As much as Sinister appreciates his cape. Yo, Sinister and his capes are great. Um, also, thanks, thanks for that. I, I really do appreciate when people um tell us that um things like that like this idea that we were you know you had to walk all that way in the snow and you were listening to us as keep you company for that i mean like i'm sorry you had to walk but like i'm glad that we could at least kind of take your mind off of, off of that stuff there um also it's it's funny to me because <laughs> during my time of people uh of uh my fun this last couple of days i was People were telling me uh, that I don't know the comics and things like that, so I would just like retweet some of our uh, character corners. I wouldn't even respond to them. I just started sitting in Buffer to, to like uh, tweet out our character corner episodes. Then when somebody say things, I would just be like, I don't read comics. I'm just like, gosh, you're fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. Chris, we don't read comics. We this don't. is all been a big front. Yeah, no, no, we don't. To what this. end? I have no, I have no idea. No. Like that's the thing. Like, what do you think we're getting out of this? 
Yeah, I've just. I, what do you think we're doing here? Because it's spoilers. It's not for the money. No, I try to tell people all the time. I we do this because Deep Purple not like talking about comics. And it's, it's nice. organizing our. We have habits of rereading things already. It's just giving us an organization now. You giving us a framework, right? Like I, I just want to, you know, I just, just want to talk talk about comics with my friends. Like that's that's it. Like I don't. That's it. That, that's, that's really that's that's, that's the motivating factor. Like people come up and like, oh, is your podcast not even hitting the top one hundred? Like nigga, I don't care about that shit. Nigga, I got a full time job. Like what the fuck? Like <laughs> nigga, I get paid real money. Like I don't care about this. This is about having fun and talking about this stuff and and enjoying this and 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 when you get those moments you know it's like that's what this is about come on guys like yeah so ridiculous um i'm gonna read this next email from silver king because i think the other email we have will kind of uh lead into some of the topics we're going to talk about so um since you guys aren't doing any super tuesday recaps right now i don't have any sense of what your recording schedule for the mailbag is so i figured i'll send this in and hope for the best so like if you can at least so i'll answer that first we're still doing the mailbags at the end of every month so sometimes they go a little bit into the beginning of the next month but if you at least try to get your email in by the wednesday of the last wednesday of the month you know the last wednesday of the month you're guaranteed to have your email read like we we've always said that some people send them in a little bit after that and they're still they're they're lucky enough to get them read then, but if you at least I think that's what we established way before when we started the mailbag, the last Wednesday of uh, the month. So, um, every now and then uh, I'll see some jackass online saying something ridiculous about Black Panther being reverse racism or some bullshit, and it amazes me how they don't realize that there couldn't be a white equivalent of Black Panther because at the heart of the mythology of Wakanda. We're dealing with a speculative uh, pan-futuristic culture in which an African nation successfully invaded or resisted uh, colonization. That said, it occurs to me that we obviously aren't the only race where this mythology could be explored. And at the risk of fantasy booking, I'd love to see a couple episodes of the upcoming What If series explore what might have happened if instead of Wakanda, the Vibranium meteorite landed in, say, Kohoka. Marvel already has a handful of, of native indigenous characters who could conceivably occupy that role. I'd be fascinated to see the ripple effects of that particular how or if the Age of Heroes came about had America never been colonized. Um, that would be interesting. I would just say that it will never happen because, like, yeah. we never, we, we, as Americans, we can, we'll, we have a hard enough time <laughs> dealing with the, the reality of if, you know, um, of the fact that this is a, this is a colonized country, you know? So, I'm not saying it wouldn't be interesting. I would love to see that, but yeah, like I just don't think it will ever happen. That, can I say something that's entire? The way you're going to take it's going to depend on how I use inflection here. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, this is why fan fiction exists, or this is why fan fiction exists. Like, right. there's, I mean, this in the most positive way. Like, go write this. Yeah, like go write this. Like this, that's a great idea. No, it is. I, I just, I, I don't not, see. Like, it's not shit. Like, Go like we have nothing but fucking time. Like go cultivate this idea, building something, and then maybe change out some of the care. Like this is something that becomes an actual property. Like yeah. I'm not like no bullshit. Like that's such a good idea that you should. I don't even want to poison whatever your brain's going with this. Yeah. No. Go write uh, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, seriously. I, I think that is a it's an interesting it's an interesting thing because when we always think about colonization, everybody always looks outside of outside of the United States, but it's like no, America. Can't like, imagine the baseline of colonization right. not existing. Well, well, and, and the, well, the reason why we can't, and, and for unfortunately, for good reason, because this country mm-hmm. can't even like come to grips with slavery. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we can't even we um, can't even. I, teach. I would actually point you to sixteen oh two. It's a miniseries by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. They did it in um in Marvel. It's basically let me pull up a synopsis so I can give their their take on it. Um, Marvel 1602. I think it was a game. Yeah, Neil Gaiman wrote it. It was from uh, 2003. It was an eight-issue comic book series. It's basically a timeline where Marvel superheroes exist in the Elizabethan area era. So, like a lot of the early superheroes appeared in like Elizabethan times, but like um, Captain America is Native American, hmm. and like there's little. Like it, it's happening. It's it's very interesting. It's not necessarily. I don't know. It's interesting. It's it's. For some reason, superhero show about four hundred years early. They're born and bred. Like there's the witch breed and in, uh, in, in England, which is X, which is the mutants. Like it's all very interesting. So, yeah, I think that's going to be like one of your first way you can look at it. Look at kind of taking these ideas and transplanting them to a different time. But they focus again, like I said, on the Elizabethan era, and um, you could do it in your own way. Like there's different. There's definitely way to look at this lens through that, and I think that. That's a like that's a mini series. That's a comic I'd read. Oh, absolutely, definitely. Um, Even with long licensed characters, like if you just want to take that and just run with that idea, don't use vibranium. Make up another element. It's a made up thing. It's all fake. Like just make up, adapt it, and you can make that a really good story. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, like one here for a question of a less detailed nature. Which comic comic dedicated to superhero team? To a superhero team, do you guys think has the best ensemble cast of non-power background character? Hmm. Do you have an answer for that? I not for background characters. So okay, so that, and that's where my problem comes in. So when you when you're talking about team books or team dynamic books, it's tough to have a robust background of that because you've got to juggle relationships and drives and all these different character beats for all the members of the team. I think you see it more in superhero solo books and even there you only see it for specific runs for example um the judd winnick run of green and lantern with kyle's lantern and his assistant terry berg and um like john stewart was there like an advisor he was dating jade it was a kind of robust um it was it was a, a, a cross-section of new york that you didn't really see in a lot of comics that stood out to me as a supporting cast i would say if you want to go show you for non-parent characters look at some of the bat family books mm-hmm. um in the maybe the late 90s early 2000s mid 2000s your birds of prey your suicide not suicide, but your secret six like gail simone like there's a lot of different books that will use the fact that they don't have powers and not lean on that as a crutch because no one in the story has powers um gotham central there's a lot of books out there that will focus on the non-powered side of these events which actually makes like kind of the, like Gotham Central, they play Batman basically like a horror movie. Like he shows up like every eight issues, but for like two panels. And so there are books like that that are out there that can definitely give you a uh, a different side, if you will, of the universe. But I think it's tougher to do, especially on a team book with an ensemble background cast, because that you're asking a lot of heavy lifting from a twenty-two pages a month. Right, and that's one thing. It's like as a background character thing, but it, but you also hear where you're kind of coming into this. A lot of it kind of falls onto the bat books. I mean, just naturally, right? 
just because i mean these are well, characters that are, not, even, like, i use the bad books they're easiest but like even in the 90s like right. spider-man had a pretty robust True. supporting cast right even in hell even um the um brand new day like carly cooper like there's lily hollister like there's a lot of different characters i think that it's going to be easier to find in a solo book because then you've got to you have to have non-powered characters to juxtapose how fantastic your main character is <laughs> but with teen books it's so tough well, you know what I'm actually thinking now. I mean, if we're if we're if we're thinking about background characters and we don't necessarily mean good people, then uh, good guys. I mean, maybe even the, like you said in the '90s, the X books. I mean, there's a bunch yeah. of like human characters that you know, um, either as villains the good side. I mean, you had um, in the X Factor, you had Val Cooper and all of them. You know, with the yeah. the government. So it's like you look at the X books in that way. Those are team books, and you had our. Uh, uh, you, you have more McTaggart and stuff like that. So it's like you do, I guess, yeah, so I guess maybe the X-Books, if you're looking at team books back in the 90s, probably had a really robust cast because, mainly because humans are the real enemies in those books, the real villains. Yeah. And so you have to build out, you have to really build out, um, build out and flush out those characters and, and make them important. So, and if you think about uh, back, uh, you know, non-human background characters that, have a huge impact on those things. Yeah, all those X-Books back then. So, yeah. That's a good question, though. Um, and last one here. With the ending of Supergirl and Black Lightning have, have been announced for this season, have there been any word on whether CW tends to replace them with anything else? And now that The Flash is the unquestioned center of the CW-verse, how long do you expect that show to stick around? Because I, I, So, yeah, that was one of the things I had this week. Black Lightning's ending season four, upcoming. Um... And, oh no! Right. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, that terrible. I, I I will give people. People did say the last season was better, but I would never know because I wasn't watching it. <laughs> um. Well, here's and here's the other thing too. It's like I'm I'm beginning to wonder, and it sounds. Cause I know that um, Berlanti's doing the Green Lantern show, and I'm wondering if this is part of that change of some of these shows are ending because they're going to be doing more splitting between CW and HBO Max on some of this stuff. I don't know. And since he's splitting his time, he needs to kind of cut down on some shows. So when we say, what's he replacing it with? Well, remember, we already got Stargirl. Um, you're getting that Green Lantern show. So technically, if you look at it that way, you already have your two replacements right there. You know, they, they, they're not getting rid of Batwoman. They, could have e- they had an easy out with Batwoman because, you know, their lead left. Um, and they replaced her. So they're not getting rid of Batwoman. You know, Batwoman's going to stay around there. I will say... Um, I would not be surprised if Legends in Legends end soon. There's some rumors that Legend might be ending on this upcoming season. Which, if you think about it, it's, I'm not upset about because that cast has been around since the beginning of the Arrowverse. They're only what five, maybe six seasons in right now, but most of them have been around since season two or longer of of Arrow. They're probably the next to the Flash, probably the older statesmen and women of of the Arrowverse, so i can definitely see that show yeah, we're, at five, we're at five seasons right now right so you know if you think about all the other stuff they've been in like i can see that ending and with the flash i i, I can see it ending in two more seasons just because yeah. again it's, it's, it's never forever guys well, well it's never forever but you got to also think about it. it's like at some point these actors and actresses are going to want to do other things and again this is we say this all the time this is a brutal shooting schedule this is yeah. 22 episodes they're shooting 10 months out of the year like <laughs> you're shooting 11 movies right and and so you don't get anything else to do this is your only this is your only thing if you ever want to do anything else in your career you know even if you love it 
you're eventually going to want to try something else and you just can't do it. You can't take that movie role. You can't take this other thing. You, 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 you're literally playing this character. And when you think about it, they're coming up on season seven. That's seven years of the flash. So I, I, I'm with you. It's the center of the universe right now. Um, but does that change? And again, with the HBO max stuff coming in, can they, can there's opportunities there to change out? And we're seeing what they did with Batwoman. You know, they literally just brought in a whole new character, you know, and we have things that you can do with the Flash and things like that. So we'll see. There's still no word of what they're doing with the Green Lantern and the Canary show. So it's like, you know, there's there's a lot of things out there. So I, I don't know uh, what they're doing. I am, they're not hitting, it's not hitting me as hard um, when when I'm hearing some of these things are canceled. Um, one, I didn't care about. It's, it's, it's hitting me different. Like, yeah, first of all, it's two shows I don't actually watch. But it also kind of, I think with the arrow, it was kind of like once arrow was once, once he walked away and I was like, Oh, once the was like, oh, I'm going to get some other stuff. I was like, Oh, right. <laughs> That's that. Right. Mel getting that role. Wasn't a big deal. Gustin and Benoit always felt like a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Cause they were established actors. Right. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what the CW verse turns into. Yeah. Because that which is that which is cannot die actually died this past month. And yes, this is the one time I'm going to mention it. Supernatural. It's done. It's done. It's over. I won. I'm alive. They aren't. I won. That's how I view this. Mm-hmm. And with CW going away from Supernatural, and like you said, a lot of things migrating over to uh, HBO Max and migrating back now due to the lack of shooting because of COVID. It's going to be interesting to see what how this all shakes out, how everything post COVID, because it's going to change the landscape of a lot of things. And one of those things might be Warner Brothers deciding to consolidate their television on HBO Max, which we'll talk about later because, well, they've already tried to do stunts to try to boost the number headed into out of a quarter so that they can um, increase right. their stock prices. Right, right. So I mean, I, I said I'm 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 not I'm not entirely surprised at what they're doing here. And I'll be perfectly honest, after you did Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's like in and, and even with Emil even like it's it's it wasn't just him leaving this. I think you just said Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like Yo, Crisis was literally the thing that we were warned about in the first season of Flash. Right. Like this is this is you've you've done it. Like you you've made it. And so you go from there. And like I'm glad you brought up uh, also the fact that them them landing Gustin and, and Benoit is it was big. Like you also understand they can act. Like Stephen Emil is still on I'm still on the fence. Like he can play a really good Oliver stop. Queen. All right. I've he seen can, it no, no, I've right. I've seen, you're just being rude now. No, no, no. He he's he's grown into it and I can see him in certain things. I still don't see him in, in a lot of the, Melissa and, and Grant though can do big things. Like they I they're they are they have a range. That all of those casts, like, you know, they they can they can do a lot more than than just play these characters on TV and so I'm pretty sure they've been getting opportunities <laughs> and haven't been able to take it because again I'm shooting ten months out of the year so mm-hmm. yeah you know I'm I I can I can see this happening and didn't um, Melissa just had a baby didn't she just had a baby yeah I was like come on now ten months a year you're a new mother like I. I'm just saying, <laughs> not shocking here. I, I can see that coming around and making those decisions. So, um, 
Also, shout out to Eric Larson for correctly calling the election. Granted, it was kind of a gimme, but nonetheless, he's now two for two for presidential endorsements. He had the main character of the book endorse Barack Obama in issue 137 of Savage Dragon, and he recently did the same with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in issue 253. Um, Can I say something? Yeah. I'm convinced Savage Dragon is like travel agents and mattress stores. It's a drug front. I can't, Anybody still reading Savage Dragon? I can't believe it's still going on. Like, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Yo, I'm watching the Americans right now because again, you're watching shit we love, and you watch. That's what the Americans. Not bad television. It's possibly one of my favorite shows of all time. Dog, they're travel agents. <laughs> and like part of the tragedy of the show is you're watching these Russian spies knowing that they're going to lose, but also like your industry is going away too. Travel agency, what a stupid fucking cover. What a short-sighted cover. <laughs> You've right. got no future in this. Because if you were a travel agent in 2020, you are a drug runner. Right. <laughs> I have no doubt in my heart. Every mattress runner I've ever passed has never had a car in the parking lot. But they're all over the place because they're moving drugs. <laughs> Let me see a shipment of of Savage Dragon books. I bet it's three books surrounded by cocaine. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, I've seen that how to catch a smuggler. Man, <laughs> I've, seen bottom box. I've seen this I've show. Seen the, I've seen these things. What the fuck? <laughs> Savage yeah, Dragon. Yeah, so we, sure, we, got this, we, got this, we got this shipment of Savage Dragon comics. We just know that's usually uh, oh, a cover for oh, Those go in the backpack. <laughs> right. Leave right. that one in the backpack. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's always a trigger for us. We, we call that a high value, uh, a highly suspicious packaging. So we're going to go ahead and do a little bit of digging on this one. <laughs> questions. So, all right. All right. Here we go. We got an uh, email from CJ. It says, hey, Chris and D-Palm. So I know you guys love talking about the Snyder Cut, but something came to, uh, came to mind ever since the Snyder Cut announcement. Now, for me, with Justice League, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Felt it was mediocre ultimately, and at, at, at any rate, fast forward, we're now getting, uh, we're now get a constant Snyder Cut news, and it's just not doing it for me, especially with the constant hype for characters like Joker, who really doesn't need to be in the movie at all. Two questions. First question, do you guys feel that the focal fan base will be in denial, even though it's looking like the Snyder Cut definitely won't be any good? Um, y- yes. I want to answer the second question first. Okay, 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 okay. Um, and does the Snyder Cut set a bad precedent in regard to giving directors mulligans on the work they created? No. It's going to set great precedent everywhere but WB. Because WB's decided we're in the Zack Snyder business, and they're going to lie about whatever happens. No one will ever be given the right to reshoot a movie again. This is not precedent setting. This is reminding why there was precedent. This is the exception that proves the rule. You shouldn't do this. Why? Look. Like, this is going to be a cautionary tale that execs tell for fucking years. Remember when w, when the fucking DC universe almost bankrupted WB? And everyone thinks I'm kidding when I say that. But go look at how much money they lost on Tenet. Now, let's look at what they're doing with Wonder Woman 84. Sorry, Chris. Me if that's something to say here. But I've got a rant plan. Now, Wonder Woman 84 is coming to your television screens and in theaters. Thanks, Patty Jenkins. On Christmas Day. On that day, it will be up for a month on HBO Max. Now, Chris, if you were, let's say, a high-powered executive WB and you wanted to, I don't know, boost the numbers of your flagging streaming service right before the end of the quarter, would you offer a theatrical release for fucking free on your new service with the hopes that people would forget to cancel it in a month? 
No, no, that's not what we do Chris, here. Chris, 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 <laughs> would you mean. then say that we will ride this line of cancellations into a higher number to open up 2021's first quarter and then trickle out more Justice League news to maintain that number? No, that's not what they're doing here. Chris, they can't. Chris would you describe this as a shell game destined to end poorly for everyone involved? <laughs> no, of course not. I mean, come on. Chris, I, don't we be I, doing I a shell game? These things because I have these things called eyes. And I'll be good and goddamn <laughs> if I lie to you about what I'm seeing. Because holy shit, WB has painted themselves into a, let's call it about a $320 million corner now. <laughs> yeah. What a stupid company. Um, the first question, local fan base in denial. I point you to literally the news, sir. So, so let's go back. Go back to the the giving the president. You're right. It's not going to set a, a good precedent because nobody, nobody would do th- 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 these. Both of these questions are are tied together, right? And they're tied yes. together because the answer is no one set a, a, a bad precedent because, like like Deepom said, nobody in their right mind would fucking do this. Why won't anybody do this? And is, is answer the the. The the first thing about about how I, like I said I call them like cult like mentality. You're right. The 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 fans of the Snyder Cut will not be able to convince themselves of anything other than it's great. No matter how bad it is or how long it is or whatever, they won't be able to convince themselves because they've already convinced themselves that somehow what WB did to Zack Snyder was such a gross misconduct of of filmmaking, and it wasn't. We pointed this out last time, right? That in 2016, Zack Snyder knew that he was only making one part. Just like it wasn't part one, part two. It was his own independent film. He knew that. He did interviews. They said this out loud. So, somebody tell me why, after that, Zack Snyder admitted that the assembly cut for Justice League was five hours long. Now, you're asking me, self. Because, again, this is a problem. This, This is how Zack Snyder does all this stuff. Because his fans, a lot of people don't understand certain aspects of movie making. So when he says certain things, people don't 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 aren't able to um, piece them together, and they start thinking that some things are wrong. This whole idea that somehow uh, Josh Whedon reshot the entire film and they they butchered the the Zack Snyder's vision stuff like that. No, Zack Snyder shot five hours of assembly, assembly cut of a film. It's the first cut. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's classic behavior when you're shooting a film or you're taking pictures. I've talked about me and, and Brendan did this all the time. We were just taking pictures at Comic-Con. You always shoot more than you need. When someone's coming in a line for us to take pictures, we didn't just take one picture and that was it. No, we talked multiple pictures because something happens. Sometimes you need to get another angle or things like that. And then you come back later on and you edit those pictures. You always take more than you need. So it's natural that as a director, you shoot more than you need. If the film's going to be two hours, you might shoot three hours worth of footage. You might shoot the same scene three, four, five times in different ways from different angles because you, you're trying to get the perfect shot, right? And you're going to edit it back later. So it's always natural to have more footage than what is actually coming in there. So that's the first problem. Zack Sanders already kind of made it seem like it was something shady about them editing and cutting out some of the scenes that he shot. No, that's basic filmmaking. You shoot a lot, you shoot more than you have, then you edit it down in post. That is a natural thing to do. What's not natural, though, is having 
five hours of footage for a two-hour movie. That is ridiculous. That is a waste of fucking money. To give you guys an example of how... I'm going to give you an opposite extreme of this. It normally doesn't happen this way. Usually your assembly cut is longer than your film. Let me guys give you another example of a good film and some good directors. Endgame. I saw an article where uh, the Rooster Brothers actually admitted that the assembly cut of their film was actually shorter than the theatrical cut. Because, and, and I've, seen, I've interviewed them before and I've, they talked about this. There's a reason why when you go to like, when you got the DVD, like people complain about this when you got the Blu-ray for um, Winter Soldier, how there wasn't a whole lot of deleted scenes. And the Rooster Brothers were just like, yeah, we don't try to shoot a lot of extra scenes. We try to shoot what we need. You know, it's almost we, like they're aware of the time and value of their cast of their cast time and ability, and they try to maximize that without sprawling right. for no good goddamn reason. Because here's the thing: mm. when you shoot five hours of footage for a film that needs to be two hours, that means you need to spend time and money to go through five hours of footage to cut it down. That means that you might get a scene like, I don't know, let's say the Flash saving Iris that doesn't, you don't need the scene for, and you need to cut it out because, like, why did we shoot that scene? It doesn't add into the movie. So you cut it out. That is not a shady business. That is not ending the director's vision. No, the director knew this up front. Zack Snyder knew. And that gets into the second thing that people don't understand. One, you're right. They don't understand about filmmaking. They just don't understand how it's done. So that you, this idiot's able to lie to them and use fancy words to trick them. Also understand, overprivileged white men who don't know how to be told no. Mm. Because, tell me if I'm wrong, Chris. And we, the thing, we've talked about this. This exact thing I'm about to say, we've said it before. So I'm going to repeat it again. Zack Snyder was told up front that it was going to be one movie. His response was, sure, Jan, I'm shooting two. D-Bomb was worse than that. He wasn't just told it was going to be one movie. WB execs came to him and said it needs to be under two hours. And the reason for that is because past performance. You fucked up with BVS. The critical reaction and response wasn't what you thought. Yes, I know some people like BVS. Fine, whatever. But the fact that BVS didn't make a billion dollars was alarming to WB execs. Yes, very much so. And it should be. Because you put Batman and Superman for the first time in a live action together and you don't make a billion dollars? Are you serious? What's going on? And it's because... Someone should be fired and not rewarded with more movies. So they didn't fire him. What they told him was like, Let's, we're going to make it one movie at a time. It's own standalone movie. Please keep it to under two hours. And before you go, well, no, it's impossible. We can't do this. <clears throat> Guys, um, animated films do it all the time. They keep it to like an hour and 15, you know? He also agreed to this. Yes. And he, he agreed to do this. The thing that they requested, he said, I got you, boss. Because guess what? Those are his fucking bosses. And, and he said, in an entitled white man voice, sure. And then went out and still shot five hours of footage. And now the people who told him no are the bad guy because he is, and say with me now, an entitled white guy. And so who's never been told no. And so people are like, oh, Josh Whedon came in, Justice League film. No. 
What, what happened was, tragically, Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide. He had to step down. So now, Josh Whedon and WB execs are left with five hours of footage that needs to go into a two-hour film. That's so much footage. So Chris is saying five hours, and you guys are like, oh, yeah, five hours. Guys, really think about how much five hours of fucking film is. That's again, so long the, the, for no the, wait, reason. And, and, oh, wait, and, 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 and let me just, let me, and, and let me, again, let me back up and explain this shit, right? This is not five hours of a coherent end-to-end film. No. This is five hours of scenes, of disjointed scenes that are not in any order. You now need to piece them together to put them into a coherent film that's two hours long. That is what WWE, and you, you need to do it in two months. Because again, remember, this wasn't like he shot the film, he stepped down, and they had a year to put all this stuff together. No, they had two months to put this shit together. Let me just tell you something, guys. Let's say Zack Snyder never stopped, uh, stepped down. Uh, the movie was still a bit of a mess. Because if you had to only have two hours, how do you cut down five hours of footage into two hours of film? And spoilers, hell, 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 let me, would also... Let, you know, I'm going to be he, nice. He, he, he didn't make up another reason that it's someone else's fault. And, and, and let me, let me, let me, let me, let, let me even give you guys... Let's say, fuck it, right? Well, in, in game is, was just over three hours, wasn't it? In game runtime. Let me see. I think Endgame was just over three hours. Endgame was three hours. Let me give you that. Let me say that even though they told him to keep it under two hours, they said, fuck it, fine. He shot five hours. Fine, fuck it. All right? That is still two hours of extra film. They need to cut out of this film to make it work. Guys, there's no way you release a five-hour film. A five-hour theatrical cut film? Like, I, I, again, it took Disney what, of 18 films to get to the point where they felt comfortable enough to put out a three-hour movie in Endgame. They had to build up the anticipation of that. When you're already coming off of, and at this point, you're coming off of two losses in BVS and Suicide Squad, you have a, a decent win in Wonder Woman, and, and you're struggling. And you're already, you've already been hit financially. You don't want to spend so much money on this stuff. And now you're telling me that you're going to let them put out, I'll say, a three-hour Justice League film? Did you really think that people... That run times matter to people. So, yeah. They had to cut it down. So that Wait, meant having to... respect people's time? Right. So they had to come in... Like so, 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 so they had to come in and then to cut it down. So whether it was Josh Whedon... Or 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 Zaxxon or anybody else, you are going to always lose three hours of footage. And what Zaxxon has done is made himself into some kind of victim, but it's a victim of his own making. He shot five hours of footage, five hours of unnecessary footage. You know, like. <clears throat> They're, oh, we're going to get into the, <laughs> the uh, you know, I, I don't like the Flash moving people and same people. We'll get to that but Before later, we get to that, shout out to Marvel, who today on Chadwick Bowen's birthday, if you go watch Black Panther, they updated the opening scroll. Yeah, I saw that. It's now a Chadwick Boseman tribute, the same way they did with Stan, and I just, 
I want to just, I just noticed that. I just heard that. I yeah, I saw that. that amazing. Yeah, I saw that. It was, it, I watched it like three times. It's, it's amazing. It hit me right in the gut. Um, but so <sighs> this is what started the whole thing this week with me talking about the Snyder Cut thing. So Snack Hunter, he had done a, um, he was rewatching the trailer and doing a, he does these kind of things where he does a, a director commentary on the trailer for the Snyder Cut, right? Just these stupid fucking things. Like, who fucking does it? Snyder also talked at length about Ezra Miller's Flash and how he didn't want the character to be able to move people around via the speech force. I know a lot of people love that aspect of it. I just don't. I think it goes against physics. You can say that they're predicted by the speed force, but that's an open to interpretation. I feel like if you grab someone at the speed he's moving at, you could literally tear their arm out of socket. He's moving so fast and would literally peel the flesh off of somebody's body. So you've got to be super careful with humans inside the speed force. So what we're having here is. I'm not doing this. Zack Snyder. Going from that. No, it's fine. Zack Snyder is the Christopher Columbus of filmmaking. And what I mean by that is. Zach, and, and, and I'm saying this to you, Deepom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I'm really, really, I, I've gotten it for a while now. You know, you're, 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 I've said that we've had the, 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 me coming, the come to Jesus moment with Chris and, and, and Man of Steel and things like that. But like, it's, oh, you mean come to Jesus moment? You mean the ham fisted analogy he throws in every one of his goddamn movies? No, it's not even that. It's not even that. That's not it. What, 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 what hit me when he said it with the flash? Cause I, I, I've always been more loose with the Superman stuff because again, Superman's not my guy, right? But I got it now. I, I really started to understand it. And I started getting with a little bit of his Aquaman stuff. He was saying with Aquaman. Really getting here with the Flash stuff. And this is why I call him the Christopher Columbus of filmmaker. He is he's constantly making it seem like he's discovered some major flaw in these characters that need fixing. And only he can fix it. Right? And so it's. And, and all these people that were, were react when I reacted to this, this idea of, wait, what are you talking about? Flash has always been able to save people, you know, with his speed. What are you talking about? And they were like, well, no, he's, what he's saying is he's got to be super careful and he's got to slow down. He got to do it. I'm like, yeah, guys, that's how the Flash saves people. Like, this is normal. We've seen, we have six seasons of the Flash TV show. We've seen the Flash do this in comic books. We've seen the Flash do this. Hell, the 90s, the 90s show. We've seen the Flash do, like, yeah, we know. Like, he's. Got, you know, whether it's predicted by the speed force, whether it's he's he doesn't move at full speed with them or whatever, we 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 don't need that explained to us because we know it. Like that's duh. But but Zack Snyder, he's like, no 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 no. I've realized this is a flaw, and I gotta shoot around that, and I gotta explain to people that he's like slowing down so he doesn't like rip their arms out of their socket. And I'm like, no, you don't have to do any of that stuff. We all kind of just because it's it's comic books and it's fantasy and it's not real we don't we it's the speed force speed force isn't physics what are you talking about he does it with everything though everything he feels like he needs to, he alone can save these characters you know all right i'm he, doing it um barry allen's first appearance was october 1956 October. 1956. We're in the 64th year of the Flash. Oh, Barry out. Not just the not a Flash. Barry out. Let's stick with just Barry. You mean to tell me 
that Zach, I only read Splash Pages Snyder, <laughs> has finally fixed the Flash. He alone can do it. And, like, he's, Chris is joking. I'm not. But this is why I get so upset about DC's. DC's um, cinematic results. They're not movies. The results are focus grouped and product tested and soul wrung out of these characters. And I don't mean that as a joke. I mean that seriously. Because once they make these movies, when they're making the movies, WB is a large corporation, so they're trying to maximize their profits. That's the only thing that matters. So that they've got these boxes that these movies have to check. Did we use Hallelujah as the <laughs> as the trailer music? Did we? Great. Wait, did we get permission? No. Fuck it. <laughs> did 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 we did we add more comedy bits after Guardians dropped because we're the most reactive company in America and have no faith in anything that we're doing? Yep. And they 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 fail to recognize that these concepts have been consumer tested. They've been focus grouped. <laughs> They've been focus grouped so hard, the members of the original focus group are now writing the goddamn ca- <laughs> And it's so hard to listen to these idiots explain to me what Zack Snyder knows about The Flash. And they say things like gatekeeper, which is when, this is the equivalent of someone calling me closed-minded because I don't want to listen to Nazis. Just because I know gatekeeping is a bad thing does not mean that there aren't certain lines we have to follow. There aren't certain baselines. Hey, we're talking about The Flash. Okay, but if you and I describe completely different fucking characters, we're not talking about The Flash. Also, gatekeeping doesn't apply to a director who's going out there talking about the character and showing that they don't understand the, the I think gatekeeper man has been given millions of dollars to recklessly interpret these characters. Some would say if I worked for WB, I was in my fiduciary responsibility to make sure he wasn't fucking at my properties. Like but as I've said and you've said, we care they don't. This is why I'm mad. I don't give a shit about Zack Snyder's shitty ability to create stories. He's a bad director. You point me to his good movie he's made, that'll be the first one. If anything, he should be a director of photography, maybe. At best. Fuck that. I, I was saying, I think at best. At best. Image he's created under his own auspices. Right. 300? Congratulations. Every compelling image you can think of was taken from the book. Right. That's Same what, with Watchmen. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's at best. Because, he's like, he's never he, created anything memorable. No. And when he, they, well, they when let he, him do Sucker Punch. And my God, if you defend Sucker Punch, <sighs> if I could super block you, I would. Like, Sucker Punch, I'm like, when, again, he's a rewatch of it earlier this year. Which I refused. Yeah, right. Horrendous. 
right? That was the first mistake of 2020. Right, right, right. I made the rest of the year. We're off because of that. But it's like, no, it's, it's like, this is what happens. And and, and, and and people were like, oh, well, you're just getting all this. No, no, we've done this all the time. Like, remember, I, I bring up Aquaman. Remember when we, uh, the, the title of our second part of our Aquaman series is like, basically, everyone owes Peter David an apology. A massive apology. Because, because what happened was, Peter David went out here. So much time and effort and yeah. thought into what he was doing. Right. And they were like, well, he's doing dogs and fishes, right? And I'm like, I hate every one of you. Right. And, and so, but that's, but that, but that, that, that mentality there, that is Zack Snyder. This idea yeah. that, oh, wow, you know, Superman's boring, so we got to punch him up a little bit. You know? Oh, Batman's Dark Knight. He's, he's, he's the Dark Knight, so we got to make him dark and gritty and do all this other stuff. And we have to, we, we can't let anything be inferred. We have to show it to you. That's why we have to do another funeral scene with the with the Wayne. We have to show you that because you're not, going to hit the ground again. Because because you're never like, going. You the pearls right. are hitting the ground, and I might kill myself in the theater. <laughs> because you because there's no way you can relate to these characters if you don't see that. That's the whole thing about the the, the whole problem with uh, Ray Fisher and the scenes that were cut for Cyborg. They're like, oh, well, no, well, I'm sorry. Let me go back. Let me not do the Cyborg. I'm gonna go back to the the um. The flash scene, scene, right? So he's talking about how can do. Mind you, mind you, literally Barry is literally moving Iris because he saved her from this car with no mask on and things like that, right? Um. So uh, what they say here? So I'm gonna read you this whole thing, and I, and this goes back to this whole five hour assembly cut thing. So while well, Barry saves people with powers in a theatrical cut of Justice League, Snyder takes on the matter. I, 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 take on the matter makes a little bit more sense drama wise. If a Flash can't get people out of the harm's way by being really fast, then he needs to get creative and solve problems without relying on his godlike abilities. But that's the fucking that's okay. Problem number one, right? The problem number one is this idea that you guys are not realizing that. All the Justice League characters are gods. And the fact that... And, and, and this is not a Zack Snyder problem. We talked about this with Superman. That DC's always had a problem with how they make their god characters relatable. Because at some point you're like, well, um, they're, they're too powerful. And, and what we found the answer is to, well, you gotta, you gotta bring them back down to Earth. No, the problem is you just get some people that can fucking write. Because when you can write, you can tell the hell out of a fucking story, even with the god powered having characters, right? That's the thing. You tell the fucking story. Tell the fucking story, you can still fucking do it, right? Well, number one, in the Sonic Cut, we first meet Barry doing the doggy daycare sequence. As Sonic describes it, Barry is applying for a job at a pet store where he, when he saves Iris West. Um, this, this article is also wrong because it says it's Candace Patton. It's not Candace Patton. That is, um, I can't remember her name, but it's not Candace Patton. Um, she was from Dope. Uh, um, uh, what um, was Casey Clemens. Uh, yeah, Kirstie Clemens. Yeah, Kirstie Clemens. Right, it's not Kirstie. Kenneth Patton, so this is wrong. This sci-fi wire wrote this all wrong. From a car crash, he quickly moves. He moves and quickly, in fact, that his shoes are incinerated in the process. We have a shot in the movie where he turns and the shoes just explode off his feet because they're not ready for that. A normal shoe wouldn't stay together. It just shows how he needs his suit. Um. Okay. Sadly, the director confirmed that we won't see a ton of Iris in the Justice League, nor will we get a lot of backstory on, uh, when it comes to Barry's powers. I love that piece of the story still out there to be told. I'd love to get it at, it at some point, but we'll see. Snyder continued. So, so then why is the scene in the film? So, again, let's go back to that, that whole five-hour assembly cut and why some of these scenes were cut from the film. If the scene isn't there to give more of Iris... 
if it's not they, because remember, you know, Ray Fisher's whole thing is that they cut all the, the characters of color out of the film and it was racism, right? So if you're not going to actually get more of Iris and it wasn't exploring that character or even her backstory, if it wasn't there to get the backstory on Barry getting his powers and it's literally just there to confirm that he needs to get a suit, but we saw him in his suit in, 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 in Suicide Squad, why do you need the scene? It's almost as if it's a scene that doesn't bring anything to the movie and it could be cut like it was. What? Yeah. That's why he was cut from the movie. Not because the cutting of the black character. It's because you literally don't need that scene. Now, if you're saying, well, we need a scene to show Barry saving people. And, and, and I know you, you haven't seen Justice League, so I'll explain. There, there's, there are a few decent. Well, I've seen scenes. Justice League. Okay. So there's a, there is a good enough scene in there where Batman's talking to Barry and, and he tells him to save one. Right? right? right. So it's actually, <laughs> I'm like, did Zack Snyder shoot that scene? It's actually pretty good. And he tells he him because Barry, because Barry is like, he's, he's nervous because he's like, he's here with the Justice League. He's trying to save, and, you know, Stephen Wolf is attacking and they need to save Victor's father and a whole bunch of other, these, these people and Batman just tells him, it's like, just save one. Save one, then you save another. And he's like, it's a breakdown of like how to be a hero, right? Barry does it, pulls it off, saves a bunch of people, right? And I'm like, in that one scene there, you establish Barry being a hero. You don't need those other fucking scenes. You don't need the background of Barry learning how to be a hero. You can do it in the movie. You did it right there. So what do those other scenes bring into the film? What more about the character does it inform you about that character? He says later on, oh, well, we have, we have an explanation about the character's relationship with his incarcerated father. What does that do for the movie Justice League? And, and I think this goes back to the question there earlier, when someone asked us about non-powered um, supporting characters in team books. It's really tough to do because you have to service the characters in the books. Um, there's no reason for Iris to have a plotline in this movie. I can't be given. I've been given one. There's no reason why you wouldn't cut those cyborg scenes that we've heard about. Aside from the fact that Ray may not be a very good actor, from what I've heard, from what I've seen, I, I, I've got more film credits than he does. Me, well, the, people. The thing that gets me about that the cyborg stuff is it's like you need to see you need to see as well as it you need to see Ray Fisher trucking niggas on the field and, and look at him in the stands and not I put on football pads for a reason damn it put and, my, and, let me and, shine and, and not seeing his father there mind you a scene that we see almost as almost as frequent as as the pearls hitting the ground for Batman you get that scene of wave of, of of Victor playing football on almost everything. I think we even got it in fucking um, Young Justice, right? Oh, Every, I just like, watched that movie. Right, like we 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 get the scene, so it's like it's already established. You know what we did get? We did get Ray Fisher confronting his father not being there. We do get uh, his father trying to save him. We you get enough oh, to understand the impact it has on the character without having to show without the waste time showing. It? Weird. That's so important and good. It's almost like opening. Okay, we should move on because I. I want to apologize because I don't want to do this every month. I don't. I don't like it. I don't. I leave these podcasts in a bad mood because we talk about this motherfucker ruining things that I care about, that I love. And 
I know it's probably not. I know people are like, oh, listen to the podcast because I like to hear hosts be angry. I don't think people listen to our shows to hear us be upset because otherwise you would listen to character corners. And or, 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 or if we don't like a show, we just don't review it. Remember Gotham? <laughs> I that. Um, but I feel like it's important because this has been such a weird run of what's happening. That to not talk about it would be irresponsible. And yeah. it would allow the people who yell at Chris and indirectly yell at me on the internet feel like that there was no counterpoint to what they're saying. Well, I know they're not going to hit play on this, and that's fine. If they do hit play, they're not going to listen this deep into the podcast, and that's fine. But for my people who are listening who do care about like what we're saying, I want you to know that this isn't us. You know this isn't us. We're not the guys who, who are the, yell, the yelling heads on YouTube or on a podcast. That's not what we do. But I don't see how you talk about it without yelling. <laughs> I, you know why I, I keep bringing this up? How do you discuss it, it not get upset? And I want to bring it back to what I said earlier. It's like I am not upset at people out there who really want to see this cut of the film. Fine. I'm whatever. a little upset at you. I, I mean, it's whatever, right? People watch things they want to watch all the time. I have a problem when people start pretending like what happened to Zack Snyder was some kind of great injustice. Oh, they didn't let him get to make his... No, that's not what happened. He got to make his film. He didn't listen. All right? The idea that direct, directors have their films edited and cut all the fucking time. Very rarely is the director's cut of a film that much better of a film. I can think of like a handful of films. Kingdom of Heaven is probably the only film that off the top of my head that really became a much better film. But even then, in those cases... You already have to have some kind of enjoyment and connection to the original film to like the extended version of that film. Because almost never does the, the cutting of a film completely change the tenor of what's happening there. Some of the things that we know are going to happen in this film are still going to happen. Some of the things that don't make sense are still going to happen. <clears throat> You know, like, come on. Like everybody talks about, you know, the opening of Justice League and how terrible it was because of, you know, the, the, the mustache gate. Right. But if you think about why they put that scene in there, if you take away the, the mustache thing, it was like they put that scene in there because they needed a way to show a lighthearted Superman actually being loved and being a hero. That is the basis of that scene. That's why they had to bring Henry Cavill back and, 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 and digitally remove his fucking mustache because at no point in any of the five hours of footage that Zack Snyder created did they have a Superman that was actually personally relatable as hope. In five hours of footage, they didn't have anything they could open the film up with showing Superman being Superman. That's things we don't talk about. And when you, when you go forward and you're saying you want to see this, fine. But one, let's not act like a great injustice was done. Right. And let's not act like the basics of filmmaking aren't being ignored for Zack Snyder. This is what's happening here. Right. It's the, these are basics. You don't make a five-hour assembly cut of a two-hour film. That's fucking absurd. And the only way you get to do that is if you're a privileged white man 
who's being given the opportunity to whine and cry for three, four years, and then be, then be rewarded for it. That is what's happened here. It's all it's happened. And, and, and if it's you can... Not, and it, it's not deeper than that. It's not whatever the fuck Rick Fisher's saying. No. It is what Chris just said is exactly what has happened. And he's manipulated Rick Fisher into fighting his battle for him. Right. And, and all that has and, fucking happened. And, and, and we're not going to talk about that today. We no. talked about it last month. Right, right. And, and here's the thing. If you can, as long as you can admit that, go out and enjoy the side as much as you want. I don't care. But we need, to have, we need to have that basic agreement right there. And if you cannot agree with that shit, because you're into the Snyder Cut cult of personality, where everything revolves around Snyder and anything bad, no, we can't, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not. This comes down to the bare minimum of a tinder tantrum of a white man. That's it. That's it? That's it. And now we can move. Um, yes, we can. Uh, let's see some some good things. Uh, we have the f- official date for WandaVision. I believe it's January fifteenth. Um, and uh, we are not ready. I'm specifically unready. Like I I'm knowledgeably unready for this, and I don't know what to do. Um, yeah, I I'm 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 openly in like loudly unready for this yeah because we know how much they've said to us about what they're doing that that this is again what i'm the re- main reason why, why, why are you unready let me ask you why are you unready? because it feels like they're doing everything like the the interviews around it like we know we've never done really define wanda's powers oh no don't do that don't 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 oh we haven't done is hey man remember when thanos took this out this motherfucker's head Twice? Yeah. Like, there's not, there's no good way for this to go. And I am, I'm most aware of how unprepared I am because I have not been, there's been no MCU drop this year. Right. Like, with Star Wars, I kind of feel it was happening, so I made us watch all of Clone Wars and Rebels, so Ahsoka showing up wasn't like a, and then Daniel had aneurysm. Whatever they do in this show, I'm not ready for it. Well, here's the thing. Here's I know Monica Rambeau's in there. Yeah, I know Agatha Harkness is in there. I know that they do a bunch of homages to other tele- to like genres and years of television. I know that at one point they showed Wanda with children. <laughs> that never ends well. I know that nothing is going to go well, Chris. I know that for a stone cold lead pipe block back. Well, here's how I know it. Everything's not going to go well because, and they said this when they 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 said that they said this to us when they. <clears throat> When when they announced this at, at the Comic Con, um, one we're getting this. This is what everybody wanted: Rage and Shield. You wanted the perfect blend of the Marvel TV with the movies, and that's we're getting here. They said that this is directly going to tie into the next Doctor Strange movie. And and what's the name of the next Doctor Strange movie? Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I'll be careful what you ask for. <laughs> so so. To me, while I definitely want to see, you know, Black Cap and that shield, this is the film. This is the, the, the TV series that has me anxious and nervous because what the hell were they going to do? Cause like, like you said, it's like, this can't end well. And what I mean by end well, end well I mean, end well for the characters. It's going to end well for us as, as fans. It's going to end great. <laughs> and what we get and, and we come out of this. But like, you know, this, this, can, go, this can go a lot of ways. and um. They put some time and money into this, and we know this is tying directly into 
um, into that into that next Doctor Strange movie, and you know, to me, this is this is what really kicks off Phase Four, you know, and and so I'm 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 yeah, I can't wait to see what they do with this. Um, we already mentioned uh, Wonder Woman coming to HBO Max here. Um, let's see what we got here. Do, 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 do. Oh, here's a, here's something I, I read <laughs> that was always good because me and you've talked about this before. So um, <clears throat> there was an article that Chris Claremont um, uh, he revealed the moment that was that that ruined Cyclops as a character. And uh, I don't know if did you see this? No. Do you want to guess what that moment was? I know you know. Did Gail say it? Huh? Who said it? Chris Cl- Claremont. Ruined Cyclops as a character. Come on, you know this. This is easy. It's Gene. It's leaving his kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think like, well, I was like, why did he? I mean, he wrote the motherfucker. Like, yeah. He did this. Yeah. Claremont's like, you know, it's like I was never should have done the thing I made him do. Like, what are you talking about, Chris? Yeah. Uh, so a fan asked him on Reddit. He said, why does everyone think Wolverine is the beast knees when Cyclops, uh, when Cyclops is the best X-Men? Claremont had an in-depth response. Logan's cool, Scott is not, Claremont wrote. My problem is I thought Scott was a wonderful character until the moment he walked out of Madeline and went back to Gene, and that was a dishonorable and destroyed him as a character. Logan wouldn't do that. He'd kill you, but he'd do it for the right reasons. <laughs> Scott was the base of the team, the foundation of the team. He's the core around everything, around which everything orbits, which is why Madeline, it meant so much that he, to, it meant so much uh, to me to give him a happy ending to resolve the whole Gene conundrum. To get that diff out of his system and get his whole to get on with a real life, and for me, Scott, uh, for Scott, it was all about real life. I was just reading the issue with the fight between Scott and Aurora, and the whole point is Scott thinks I have to stay with the X when they needed me to to leave them, but he's got a wife and a kid now. Maybe it's time to grow up. There aren't any, there aren't many families in the superhero uh, universe like like the FF. Scott is not Reed Richards. Give yourself a break. Give your uh, give your family a break. And for Scott, it's coming up to the point where he also has to rewrite the pattern in his life. The patterning of his life, which occasionally is what happens when you grow and hit your 20s. It's very, very hard. Falling in love, making the commitment of I do is awesome. Finding yourself with a baby is the scariest, most wonderful thing that can possibly happen. And again, as a writer, I was selfishly looking forward to dealing with that over the years with Scott as I try to do an X-Men. What it's like for him to be a father? How does he relate to these things? How does he deal with being married? There are all sorts of stuff there on both the real world and superhero perspective, and it all got thrown away. And that's why it took Louise Simonson two years, if not, to figure out how to resolve it. To get to to get to, uh, to get to get them all the people back on track so that we could resolve it. But for me, but you know, for me, it was just a moment that you could not go back from because it took away the opportunity for Scott to be a father and just remade him as tropes. And they deserve better than that. And yes, it's been 30 years, and I still bear a grudge. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. I, we talked about this. Yeah. We, I mean, we talked about this during the Scott run. We talked about this. The, 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 we talked about the Summer Brothers run. We talked about this during the Claremont run. I mean, he's But does right. it really ruin the character, or is it just add another layer, layer of depth? Like, I, well, and, you, and, and, right. People eating off that shitty decision for the last... 30 years. Well, no, and I, and I think that, and I think that he, I think, that, I think you even see Claremont even kind of say, it's like, mm. yeah, he deserves better. I'm, I'm, I'm still bearing a grudge. Yeah, and he's sorry about that. And he's not saying that he can't go from there, but it's like, you see the thought, it's just so different to me seeing that I, I wanted to kind of almost end here with seeing the, the depth and, and answer that Claremont gave to then the something that you see when you get the Zack Snyder answers, right? Where you have somebody here who you see why Claremont feels the way he does about that, right? Because you're like, you're right. You could have gone down that route. They didn't go that route, 
they made some other changes, and he even says like it took it took Simonson two years to kind of bring it all back and get Scott back on track to do it right. <clears throat> And and they're and they're and they're working through that. And right now, you you know, when you have Hickman, you do have Scott as a father. You know, you have the very interesting relationship between Scott, Gene, and and, and Wolverine and Emma, the the foursome going on right now. Um, but yeah, you see the you see the thought process, right? You understand, you know, why he would be upset about that. And you're like, that's well thought through. Versus, I just don't think that we can move people with the speed force. Just come on, folks. Come Informers, on. Um, Earthrise, Siege Earthrise is coming to Netflix, I believe it's December 30th. Um, I'm trying to think of other genre news that is good and positive. Um, Age of, um, I guess, Ten of Swords is done. Did you finish it? Or are you still I haven't, Yeah, I haven't finished it yet. I, I mean, it ties back into all the Hickman stuff we've ever read. Gorgon's a big player. He undoes something that he did before um, Secret Wars that has not been addressed in any of the books since. And he, 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 yeah, it's really cool way he pulls it off. And I think if you look at it less as a uh, as the next XF, but more as like a stepping stone to what the hell is coming next. Like, because apparently the next series of books is called The Reign of X. Hmm. <laughs> or it could be Reign of Ten. I don't know what they're doing here. <laughs> Jonathan, you smarter than me. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, what else we got here? Um, I think that's pretty much it all I got right now. You got anything else? No. We're gonna, no. We're going to do no. a pull list. We're, we're talking about Ten of Swords and some other stuff uh, and the pull list in December. So that'll be the last character corner coming out in December. We'll do a pull list and kind of grab some, 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 some comics and comic news and, and some positive stuff because, you know, we don't read comics. Um, but we'll discuss them and we'll go from there. So, um, all right. That's all I have here. You guys can catch us at the end of December. Email us mailbag at mtrnetwork.net. And like I said, try to get it to us by before the last Wednesday of the month and we'll make sure we read it. So, um, all right, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. And until next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>